0: Let's go. Today it is the POA podcast and we've got another special guest and I'm not gonna lie to you, this one's gonna be exciting guys. So I'm gonna let my guest introduce himself and let's go.
1: Hey what's up y'all? Uh, I'm Jay Sims aka the Supreme Power Guy from the Reason to the Doubt podcast. Uh, thank y'all for having me on.
0: We love it, we love it, we love it. Um, and I've also got uh, the man himself, Mr. Suave himself, Chico as well on the panel. Today we're going to be discussing the impact of cinematography on Black people, including Black men and Black women, and how that impacts us in our day-to-day lives and how cinema has affected us in our lives for good and the bad. Uh, so I'm going to first start off by saying uh we've got some lovely posters in the background if you guys when you see this video you understand uh Jason's got some interesting posters in the background one of yeah, goodfellas yeah. paid in full so i'm gonna touch on paid in full and i remember watching paid in full for the first time and i'm not gonna lie the one thing that touched me about paid in full was there's each character has an element that everyone can relate to, to a certain degree. And I felt like each character, there's a guy that's kind of in it because he loves it and that's him he loves it to the max I love
1: it yeah, I love, I love, love
0: it. <laughs> they, love <laughs> me, <laughs> well, they love me man would they love me and then there's other characters in there that are just in it because you know they're in the mud and they're just trying to find a way out and then there's guys as well that are a bit trifling in that situation and you know you we've all seen those kind of guys as well that have their other sides to it so it's quite interesting the pitfalls of the game whatever Game, it may be myself, you know. I will say I'm a civilian, but <laughs> as a spectator, <laughs> as a spectator, um, and sort of a commentator on that kind of environment, um, one thing I have noticed being that it's one of those things that it's easily you can fall into it and it has different things. Like, you might think, oh, I'm just gonna do it for you know, short period of time, it's a short term thing, it's a short term fix, but actually it has long-term consequences, just like every decision in life. So uh, touching on paid in full, I think is one of those things where it touches on a lot of things like how can you say moral in an immoral game or in an immoral world, you know, almost like, do you, can you keep your innocence in all? And I think that's one of the things that's kind of touches me and how you can kind of find competition within yourselves. If you're not careful of actually minding your heart, I would say clean hearts always rise. And, um, that's how I feel like about life as a whole. So I'm gonna push it onto the rest of the panel. What's your take on film versus life and how do you think films have affected your lives or how can you say, uh, how can you, how do you feel that some films relate to your life?
1: Oh man, (laughs) uh, that's such a broad question, but films like literally I can say, I was one of those kids I lived in, I grew up projects and everything like that but i never went so far left and got into the streets and but it was always there always exciting it was always exciting i remember being a kid five years old watching barney and then when barney went off, watching minister society like literally literally, like me and my friends like we would play outside and we was a power ranger but sometimes like somebody might be old dog minutes like i literally you know like (laughs) he was like cool to us you know like Mm. damn he was young and he was shooting people and shit, just not not knowing but i I know that had effect it affected us like that and i had like parents or somebody that had me have my head on my shoulders imagine how that affects somebody don't have somebody to tell them like that's just tv that's not how you're supposed to do like people listen to rap music and Everything, like, I I try, I'm I'm all, I'm pro hip hop. I don't want nobody to like (laughs) talk about hip hop. But when we're having these conversations with our our culture, like black people, it's like, damn, they do, it does have an effect on us, you know? Mm. Like the things that we watch, things that we listen to. But I think more movies have those effects on you. Like Mm. those movies, those people in movies that does, those characters sometimes come a part of your life. I know for a fact. Movies like Paying Fool, um, Boys in the Hood, mm. shit, The Wood—that's one of my favorite movies. You know, yeah, all yeah. those movies. You know, but then you watch these movies like He Got Game or mm. um, Loving Basketball, and I play ball, so like those type of things. Uh, mm. Above the Rim—it's it, just characters you take and you apply, them, you apply them to your life, like. You might think Tupac was just... Birdie was cool as hell. He was that nigga <laughs> in Bullet real. So yeah. you might take your style, your swag or something from it, but mm. all that stuff affects you. And, mm. you know, I, as as a kid, I know that has something to do with me,
2: how I came up.
0: Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, actually, Chico, I know you're probably itching to get involved. Feel free. <laughs>
2: nah, man. Seriously, like, like you said, it's like they, they kind of become a part of you because movies it's like music is something that's more for it's a feeling but when it comes to movies it's like an actual visualization of how you're feeling and and you're really seeing how these people operate in different situations so it's like like when you're especially when you're a really young person it's easy to pick up on 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 like movie characters demeanors in certain times and when they experience certain things so then it, it kind of shapes your 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 approach to to certain situations in life and i noticed that myself like when i was watching different movies whenever i became like fascinated by a certain character it always used to become a thing where there was there was a certain behavior that i would begin to emulate a certain behavior a certain pattern or or like something that the character would do or even maybe even a catchphrase like even Ben Ten and all all those little cartoons and stuff you watch you you really start <laughs> to become the character and start to like want to do with the catchphrases with the little actions and yeah nah man there is it's definitely something about film that really connects with us especially at a younger age.
1: And that that's something I want to show you something. So people that's watching as you could tell like this is a this is my basement. So we got, he got Game. I got The Good Fellas. We got Payton pay the Payton Fool. Shout out to that artist. I got The Last Dragon, mm. you know a, a favorite of mine. We got Scarface over here. We got Loving Basketball, The Wood, Do the Right Thing. I got more posters that I haven't even put up. So these, and these are all. All movies are all different, but in some way, shape, or form, they had an effect on me, I, I have to say. And uh, one thing I wanted to say about, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one thing I got to say, too, about pale in Full, is things in that movie, like you said, that you could take from life and apply it, and, and the characters in it are so so strange to me, because you might look at a character, we were talking about this the other day, you might look at a character like Calvin mm. that did that to Ace or whatever like that. But was Calvin such a bad guy? No. He did bribe Ace and everything like that. But would he have did that if he didn't get disrespected by Rico? You know, like him getting disrespected led to him doing the, the bad thing he did, like yeah. shot Ace and stuff. But That's that street thing. The streets, if he hadn't not did anything, the streets would have looked at him as soft. Somebody might have killed him for letting him get punked or anything Mm. like that. It's certain things in there in that movie. And then another thing, like you look at Mitch, his his dad, I mean, his uncle that kidnapped his nephew and did that heinous stuff to his nephew. But Mm. the whole movie, from the first scene he wouldn't even shake his hand and he roughed him up in the house because he was using drugs but you selling drugs and it's just like that that's a movie where you can look at and you can keep watching there's so many different things in that movie that you can apply to life like so many life lessons like <laughs> watch your friends of course but treat don't treat people try to treat everybody good you know better you know because if he maybe not shit on his uncle the whole movie like his uncle wouldn't have tried to rob him and kidnap his <laughs> nephew or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things. It's funny that we were talking about these movies because we were literally just all uh, debating about this. And some of it is jokes, some of it is like not, but we were talking about painting full deep.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, so I'm gonna pivot slightly off that and say as well, like <laughs> one of the big things that I used to <laughs> always do, I'll be honest with you, was I used to compare paid in four and Juice. So I don't know if you guys have seen Juice with Tupac in it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. used to always, I used to always look at the two, and uh, the the big thing for me was Juice Tupac was the bad guy. Like in when I first watched it. It was he's the bad guy, and this is (laughs) what I want to touch on. Like it was crazy. So, so the same thing happened when I revisit films now. Is like as you get older, your viewpoint changes. Like, was Tuba really the bad guy, or was he a victim of his circumstances? He wanted to always ensure that no one ever would think that his kindness was weakness. So at the start, he's just normal. He's with his friends and whatever. He does do some very sus things <laughs> as the film goes on, but like in t- in total, actually, you you see how uh, one choice leads to another choice. and I think uh, cause and effect in both films, is very powerful. So in each film, it shows you how a cause, a small thing, a small action, can then dictate a few other domino effects. So at the start, when Tupac starts to see the power and he starts to fall in love with the power, you start to see that he's actually a victim of actually not necessarily um, wanting just the power, but actually wanting to never be weak. His fear of weakness leads them to seek absolute power so he's like I'm never going to be weak I will never be allow myself to be seen as weak and that is quite powerful in itself because a lot of black males we go through that like you know whether it be growing up people going to test you like whether it's police whether it's anything people test you all the way throughout your life people want to see are like one of the first things I realized was when I worked in different sectors was when people haven't really met a lot of black people in their lives they kind and I see, oh, what type of black person are you? So when I start speaking quite eloquently and I start using big words or whatever, people are like, ah, he's a different one. He's a good one.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's a good bullshit.
0: one. He's <laughs> like, he's a
3: good yeah. one.
0: Oh, yeah, if, yeah. if you speak slang a lot of the time, and like for us, like me and Chico, for example, we're actually cousins. So, one of the things is like, if you met me and Chico and we were just having a side conversation, you might not even understand the lingo because it can go very <laughs>
3: <laughs> technical oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and deep
0: into. <laughs> we actually try to, like, me and Chico are very interesting characters because we've got our own little dialect that we can kind of go into and, like, like really go into it and we speak another language. So me and Chico, for example, if you met us and we were speaking our African native with a mixture of English, which ends up uh-huh. being, I'd compare it to like a Patois or, a, you know, like a yeah, pidgin yeah. English kind of thing. If you met us and we start speaking like that, you might be like, hold on, these guys are a bit... <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, different. yeah I know what that <laughs> So yeah, like, I got some Jamaican friends, they get to talk
1: Patois. <laughs> I'm damn there, like, hey, y'all, gotta stop that shit. Hey, 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 what the fuck, y'all saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, man exactly
0: but out, out, out of context you might think oh these guys are a bit more like a lot of people see that as more intimidating just because they're not understanding and I think that's kind of another thing that I see in a lot of these films where they kind of try to articulate that misunderstanding of what it means to be black and what blackness means to society because a lot of society doesn't understand what blackness is blackness is not just your thug your gangster blackness is intelligence like if you look mm. historically Historically, we have Lewis Lattimore, we have all these people that have done some amazing, great things and invented things and created things. So being black is not just being a gangster, gold to forever. That doesn't that doesn't mean that's not part of our culture. There's other parts of our culture because gold is a part of our culture. Because if you go to Africa, Africa is mineral rich. So diamonds, gold is, Exactly. So it's a part of, <laughs> it's, right? it's a part of our it's, it's part of our culture and heritage. So we've always done jewels and stuff like that so people when they see this sort of stuff they forget or misunderstand or misinterpret that some of these things are not about hip-hop or rap it's more deeper rooted than that uh it's actually stems from actually the motherland or our actual yeah. heritage. So, people, I think one of the key things I like about these films is, if you start to really evaluate them, one of the undertones and undercurrents in a lot of these films is misunderstanding. And another thing that I like, I like about, you know, we're gonna touch on a different film here quickly, Goodfellas. It's like you, if you were like, oh, Italian mob or whatever, you'd think, oh, these rough guys that just basically bully, extort the community and that. But actually, the film shows you community. It says yeah. we are a family. I look after my family. The mob yeah. is a family. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not, yeah. and he, yeah. and as he yeah. narrates the story, he doesn't go, "Oh no, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a thug that goes around beating people." No, no, no. We're a family. We do this to better our family. We do this for the family. The ends do they justify the means? That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now that's that's something too. Like. Uh, there's some people that might be like uh, I don't people like like you know hip hop and hip hop we value like the mob and they make a big mm-hmm. thing about like the mob and stuff and then you might have some people be like man those are tired. they didn't even, they didn't even mess with black people or whatnot but I think the thing that attracts black people especially like our culture to the mob ties and everything like that is like you just said the family connection like they look out for their own so. I think they would want like BMS Black Mafia Family. Mm. It was a family they, they valued like fuck them if they didn't, they didn't like black people <laughs> back in the day or whatever. Mm. I think it was more of just what they did like we want to apply that to black people. We want to we want our family everybody to come up. It wanted to be feared or just respected mm. in the world as the mob did or mafia type people. So exactly exactly what your point like in Goodfellas like it is. A sense of like a family and not just mm. you know just a whole bunch of, bunch of gangster shit guns and everything everywhere people get killed
2: yeah that's that's quite interesting as well because uh it really highlights the the fact that when it comes to film, there's a large window for perspective and a large window of of you know gaining a different lesson or a different understanding from the film because like you said some people might look at that and just think oh they're just this type of people they just do this because that's just who they are and there's some people that would then actually look at a movie like that and then be like okay cool this is why they are doing and then you now start to gain a, a understanding of different cultures and different you know different ways of living which is which is something that I really think is, is beneficial, especially when it comes to black film, because it's 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 easy. It, it's I think it's a lot easier for for people that aren't black to look into our culture through film just because it's a lot less aggressive and a lot, a lot more subtle to them, because some people might. Uh, like if you meet someone from a different culture, they they might struggle to understand you when you're having a, a conversation. But if they're watching a movie that's, that has a lot more of an intricate message to it, they they might come away with something that, that's a lot more easier to, to, to hold on to and understand. Right,
0: right. So yeah, touching, touching on those undercurrents there that you've just mentioned as well, like understanding culture, do you guys think that our culture in the last sort of because for me and maybe this is me being a 90s baby and being a bit biased 90s to early 2000s i felt like we had a wide spectrum of films right i felt mm-hmm. we had love stories you know like you mentioned it like you had everything right you had the hotels, you had the love stories you had every kind of representation i felt like when i look at back into the 90s and sort of early 2000s do you guys feel like we've lost that a little bit and like recently i've noticed there's a bit more we're gaining a bit more back in the last five years but there was a period in time where i felt like like sort of mid nineties, where it was like there's not much going on, like there wasn't much in terms of our stories being told. Like, and I ain't trying to see slave films every two or three years, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like yeah, other yeah. stories and other types of stories. Like you mentioned love and basketball. I think of even though it's a bit more corny art, is like um Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon, Drumline, you know, all these kind of other films. There was a lot of films that kind of weren't all just directly about. Just the hood, because the thing, the narrative that always gets misplaced as well is that not every black person lives in the hood as well. That's another thing, right? So it's like, no, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 totally agree with you. You know, the nineties, uh, like, like, like R and B, nineties mm. R and B is like the legendary. Is legendary. Mm. I feel like they're the same way. Like the nineties in black cinema is is like the legendary shit. Like. The two thousands and everything, like you look at all these movies I got on my wall. I got more movie posters. I only have it up. They're all from the nineties, early two mm-hmm. thousands or something like that. And they're all mostly black films because it was it was a market for it. I feel like, and it was just it wasn't just a gangster movie. You had Love Jones. You had um, Eddie Murphy's Boomerang. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like these were different stories being told through through Hollywood. And I think now it's it's hard, but I feel like we're making a, a, a slight comeback, but even mm. the TV, like you had all the black shows in the 90s, Living Single, Martin, Fresh Prince, and everything mm. like that. Like, they, they don't have like, Insecure, like we're so excited to watch Insecure with Issa Rae and everything, but it's mm. like, it's only because it's nothing like that on TV. So mm. of course, mm. that, it's gonna be held like the greatest show, but I feel like, I don't know what that is. It. I, uh, this might be like kind of controversial, but I've I kind of put some blame on black people somewhat because we mm. devalue things that are black. Like we look at the B like the BT Awards just happened and people devalue the BT hip hop awards comparing it to the Grammys and what are mm. stuff like that. I feel like I might not like the top Period film, but it's a film. Like, why does it have to be a black film? Why does it have to be this and that? Like, we kind of oh, that's a BT movie. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we devalue stuff that's black, and I feel like that's something that we got to do a better job at to not make things like less than just because they're all black or black owned, like a black movie. Like, it's just that's just a great movie. Love mm-hmm. Jones is a great movie. You know what I'm saying? You, no matter how you put it.
0: Mm. So obviously, so that touches on a point where obviously films like Get Out, for example, um, you've got Black Panther, you've got The Five Bloods as well, that's come out recently. I look at those Mm -hmm. films and kind of be like, okay, that's the first time in a long while where I can say there's a collection of films. And then you've obviously got other films in and around that and it was the first time i would say in the last five six years a lot of chadman boseman's film collection i like i'll be honest like i wasn't really into it all black panther happened and i went through and i watched a lot of his catalogue and then when he Mm -hmm. passed as well i went back to watch some more of his stuff as well to see like okay how good was this guy because like i knew that black panther obviously i'm a comic book fan so blade and black panther Storm. <laughs> there was a superhero that had my melanin in there. I was all yeah, yeah, up it, Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, age, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna make sure we understand this whole yeah, thing." Yeah, I, I tried to. I,
1: I, I, I was one trying to hype up Meteor Man like he was the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> was kind of the Man, like I'm trying to hype that up. You know, like as a kid. With steel with Shaq or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we but that's that's something that we didn't have though. Like you never see black superheroes, so of course we trying to we was trying to build those up.
0: Mm, so nah, RP
1: chat chat would both me. Yeah, sure.
0: definitely. So I'm gonna touch on something else that I've actually wanted to assess with you guys. Um I think one thing that I always say to people is um Do you feel that there's a disconnect with like when I look at cinema, I always think about historical events. So I always think about how cinema narrates the stories. Right. So what I mean by this is if you were a person from outside of our community in terms of being black, other than slavery, what historical films are there? That tell our narratives. I know there's Hidden Figures recently, which narrates the women that worked for NASA, the black women, and that was quite, like for me, it was quite shocked that that even came into play. But do we feel like there is enough films out there that narrate our story, outside of a handful? No, definitely. Not. I
1: wouldn't say we need more, but this film right here is the <laughs> film. Like I feel like uh, <laughs> even the autobiography of Michael Max like, that's one of the greatest mm. books but it's films that they're just not slavery films and they can they can show us like the black struggle and it might be ugly like Boys in the Hood is a great film if you're mm. just looking at the inner city in America um, Do the Right Thing, great film mm. and it's not all just negative mm. you know these are films um one of my one of my favorite films, like The Wood, like that's just a good. If you want to be a, like know what a kid, a black kid in America, that grew up in the late eighties and the nineties, type of experiences that they had in life, and these ain't people that's in the streets or these just normal kids, good kids. Those are the type of movies that can relate. You know, of course the glorified movies would be the gangster movies or whatever, but. It, it's, it is. It is. We do have representation of just normal growing up, but not enough. It's not not nowhere near enough. And mm. like love don't cost a thing. Like, oh, that's that's a that's it. Might be a corny movie to some, but it, it shows like the, the you know what I'm saying it shows like the black kids in the suburbs, or mm. you know even um I don't know. We can name a hundred white movies like that growing up from the mm. '90s or even yeah. now. That's a, that's a that's every
0: movie. And it's like... American Pie is about 10 films. <laughs> just right now. You They yeah. like
3: just...
1: Just
0: one film. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just, just some a, just, still make an American Pie movie, man. Right? Like, you know I mean? like, yeah,
1: that's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. They show that's a fact.
0: So... Yeah. So, like, like we've touched on there as well. I, I quite like the fact that we've touched on that. But, like, I want to go back a bit and pivot back and say, um, so one thing that I was going to ask you guys is, how do you guys feel about how Black women have been presented in film? And do you think that there is enough... Um, a variety in characters because in the 90s, I do feel like there was quite a lot. So you had your Queen Latifahs, you had your Jada Pickett-Smiths, you had so many females. Like, I, like even now, I'm going back to Nia Long. I still mention Nia Long. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I can't think of a black female actress <laughs> in the last five, six, seven, eight years. I'm like, okay, she's come out. And I don't know. There's a Happy few...
1: Happy mm. birthday to Nia Long too. Mm. She just turned fifty, and she just put a picture on Instagram. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> black, black don't crack.
3: <laughs>
1: but black female like stars and women that, uh, man, I don't. Who are the new? i i I'm, I'm, I'm i know we missing. There's plenty.
0: There's three you know, I can um, think off of the top of my head. And I'll give you the my my, what, my free what, right now. For, my ahead. free is Yara Yarashidi.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Do you know what's funny about her though? She's shout out to her. Her family's cold. She's related to Nas. So when I found that, I was like, she, she, she. <laughs> oh yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, She, yeah, she is related to Yeah, yeah. I it's dope. When I found that, I was like, yo, that's cold. Um, then you've got um Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got Issa Rae. Those are the three when I think of like sort of because they're not, not all of them are new, but They've been around because Zendaya, even though she's like blowing up and she's doing more adult content, she's been on Disney Channel, right? So she's been doing that for, from from yeah. young. So even they aren't really new, though. Really, if you think about it. the one that stands out to me from the younger generation is Storm. I think it's Stormy Reed. Uh, um, she acts with Zendaya on uh, Euphoria, and she acts as uh, Zendaya's little sister in that. Which is again, Euphoria is quite good because interesting enough drake has a hand in that and i've realized drake has a hand in a few of the stuff that kind of works everything. yeah <laughs> like he's got it's it's, it's, it's kind of like so um one thing that I actually would say like euphoria is amazing because it's different there is black characters in there it does have like everyone in there so it kind of captivates a thing and focuses on zendaya which is quite interesting in itself
1: yeah i, I think it's just um in the, in the young lady from um us and black Panthers I can't mm-hmm. remember her name right now but her for sure the young lady from a uh, Creed
3: mm-hmm.
1: that was in men in black and uh yeah. and whatnot. a Thompson. no I think it's a yeah I think it's a lot of people it's a lot of things but I don't I think now movies might be cinema might be kind of falling off as a whole I think it's more <laughs> of a people want it right now like series and Like, they they just want content every single day. And, Mm -hmm. like, the YouTube, the uh, Netflix series, and everything like that, I think those are kind of taking over. Where, like you just said, Zendaya is like one of the biggest stars, but she's on a TV show, not a film. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the TV shows are taking over with all these streaming services. I think that's just something that's the new wave. And with the COVID, the Movie theaters might be over, you know. Yeah. So people are not gonna be spending these hundred million dollar budgets on movies if nobody's going to see them. Not gonna be able to make your money back. So mm. I, I don't think the stories are being told, but I think they're they're going to.
3: Mm.
1: Is what I say because I feel like more people are being put in the position, and more shows like Euphoria, Grownish, and these black shows, insecure, are being held up in these high regards. So that of course, like. Hollywood is going to make what people want to see. And I guess for a long time, they didn't think people wanted to see Black uh, black names now. It's like coming back around. So I think more of our stories will be told.
0: That's super cool. So I'm going to touch on the old stuff. So I'm going to talk about the stuff that's a bit sort of strange and a bit out there. So Get Out being one of them we've already mentioned. I'm also going to mention Atlanta with uh, Childish Gambino is one of the these. <laughs> yeah, and we've got... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do we think of these other characters? Because I've quite, the one thing I will admit recently is I've kind of enjoyed the rise of the alternative black guys, as I call them, because they're a bit different from your typical hard hitting kind of characters. So you got Childish Gambino. That's that's
1: the Drake effect.
0: Yeah, the Drake
1: effect. <laughs> the Drake <drink> effect,
0: <laughs> effect.
1: The corny, the corny guys is like, like the tough guys is like the lanes now. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like yeah. the guy that's overly aggressive, the always mad, the mean guy that was <laughs> DMX in the 2000s. Like that guy is a is a weirdo now. Yeah. you know? like, mm. like are you over aggressive? Like you're not emotional. You're not doing these things. Like Drake is the number one artist in the world, mm. so like that he's making being sensitive and all that like cool. So mm. more people are sensitive, more people are just into their feelings, more people are they, like it's not it's not even cool to be fly like no more like mm. <laughs> like to get dressed how people used to get dressed like when you seen Puff Daddy, he looked like a star.
3: Mm. Like,
1: it's, oh my God, like. Only you could just think these rappers now because they got a lot of jewelry on and stuff like like that. But the way that Travis Scott dresses, like he's not walking out the house. You're not like, damn, who was that? Like you didn't know who he was. Like you would see, um, Cameron back in the day, and like he got him all pink and the. Chill out. Like that, (laughs) that guy. Somebody like nowadays, it's not even cool to get dressed up. Like these Mm -hmm. superstars only look like superstars. So. I think with all that, like it's the Drake effect on the world. Like these alternative people, and I think it's a good thing too, by the way, I'm just saying, I'm making jokes, but people being their self. You know, shout out to one of my co-hosts, he has a clothing, he has a clothing line, um, get that water clothing, but on all his shirts, it says be yourself. That's his main slogan. I think that's something that the Drake effect, that's a good thing. He taught people how, no matter what, like you can tell your story, you can be yourself, you can be in the, look at Logic, in the Pokemon cards and mm. everything like that, and still be the biggest person in the world. So mm. being yourself now is a thing. So a person like Charles Gambino, who's like on the show, makes fun of himself for being weird, mm. <laughs> you know, like he, he can be Charles Gambino and be one of the biggest people in the world just off being himself, his own
0: personality. And, and and that is probably one of the things that I would say that has changed drastically uh from when I was younger to now is I grew up on a generation that was like, yo, even if you ain't tough, you gotta be tough. Even if you ain't <laughs> about a certain it's life. A, you- but it's in effect. Mm. You got you got you got to be that guy. You got to be that guy. Like you 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 can't you have no choice but to be that guy. And actually I agree with you like I I do think that's been a good part and a pivot so cuz I've got younger cousins and stuff like that that are more, you know, they'll tell you, "I listen to this and that." I even remember like growing up where if you were in a car Guys will tell you, like, yo, you can't play R&B with other guys in the car. Now people are comfortable again. They're like, okay, you can play. <laughs> yeah. Everything merely is, like, R&B-ish. Like, you know, even if you look at 90% of the new wave rappers and stuff, it, they do sing about their emotions and whatever. And it's very r and esque even if mm. it's rap. So, like... Yeah. Like, I always look at it and I'm like, yo, you, you back in the day, you better play X, go and get him to him. And then yeah. <laughs> that's tune a, that's, that's going to come on. In, like, when it's you and your guys, you got to play something that's going to, like, bump on the speakers and nobody, you know, guys aren't going to think. But listen, now you see. Man, mm. I, play, I play
1: ball. I play basketball, like, through high school. I played in college. I, I've been a basketball player. I always listen to R&B music before mm. I before I play or anything like So we're on the bus or anything like that. I would always listen to R&B music. Only the people close to me knew this. But like, so if I'm riding in my car, like it's, it's male R&B, but it could be from Charde to Tony Braxton to Whitney Houston to, you know, it, to the countless things. But it was never cool. Like I never even talked to people about it. You know, and then mm-hmm. it didn't like, now people that know me, they're, 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 uh Jay Sims, he loved like I love rap, love hip hop. But Jay Sims listening to R and b like that's his shit, you know, and then they that wasn't cool back in the day though. Like I never <laughs> heard could it might if I talk to a lady or something like I can tell him like about it or we can play it. But with your guys, no. Like it's the Drake it's a Drake <laughs> effect now. But when we was in high school where, it was a fifty cent effect. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, listen, we gotta bump some shit.
3: Like
1: <laughs> can't none that soft shit come down, you know. That's just that that uh that male ego, you know, we just gotta to be tough and all the time and rough. Is just but like nowadays, people just be in their self. I got a little problem like with the kids, all the drug use, but other than yeah. that, everything cool. Like yeah. I think it's cool that people be in their self. For the people that are a lot of people just chasing chasing stuff but the people that are being their self that's a good thing
0: so i'm gonna ask everyone to kind of wrap up this episode i'm gonna ask everyone to give me three films that they think define our culture and i'm gonna put you everyone on the spot here so i'm gonna let everyone think about what their choices are because <laughs> you gotta be careful out here uh, you know uh I'll, i'm 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 going to say, I'm going to kick it off and I'm going to say, this is going to be controversial, my list, but my list is three things. It's going to be roots. You can't, you can't go nowhere without roots. Roots is always going to be there. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the start, and it gives you everything. Um, I'm going to give you, and this is the second one. And it's going to be black Panther. Uh, I'm going to say Black Panther slash Blade. And the reason why I say that is because Wesley Snipes and Blade was the first time I saw a Black lead be the way he was. He was strong. He was defiant. And Blade, to me, if if you're really aware, you'd realize Blade is actually a Marvel comic book hero. So he's the first. So, like, for me, those two, like, they share a spot there in my, in my catalogue. And the third one, and I'm going to say this now, don't come from my head, but <laughs> I know Chico's already smiling. He's shaking his head. He's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, But I'm going to say this, and this is, uh, I'm going to say this now. Set it off. And I'm going to tell you why. Set Off, and this is gonna, it's going it's to get everyone.
1: That's, that's my movie. That's my movie, though. That's
0: my movie. And I'm going to tell, tell you why it's in my top three. Like, I gave you Black Panther. I gave you the superheroes. I gave you the fantasy. I gave you all of that, right? And then I gave you Set Off. What you don't understand about Set Off for a lot of us is we've not really seen strong female leads like that. Think about all the films you can think of right now. You've never seen a, a film that focuses on a bunch of females and shows them standing on their own. It's usually damsel in distress. It's usually um a woman kind of playing, even loving hip hop and what, loving, uh, no, I said loving hip hop, uh, loving basketball and all these films. It's a romance. There's a man juxtaposed. Set off ain't Talking about no man, it's saying these yeah. are black, strong females. I've got sisters, I've got cousins. I know what set off does to them. And I and I've seen it and I'm like, this is different. And that's why I put it in my top three. So those are my top three for the culture, at least. now I'm not saying they're the best, but for the culture, those will be the three that I would say to someone like, Yo, if you gotta watch some films and see something about black people and something that inspires or touches black people, those will be the three I'll give you. So I'll let the panel decide what their top three's are. <laughs> I
1: got you. I got you. I got you. I'll go next. Cause shout out to uh shout out to Luther Janitorials and set it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my favorite part of the movie every time Luther <laughs> on the screen.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, okay. So three three movies that can define black culture that I would get people to watch. Okay. First one use roots for so the historical. So I would use Malcolm X. Malcolm X would be the first movie to kind of understand Black people a little bit, what we've been through in this country. Um, Malcolm X, first one. One of the greatest movies ever made. Number two, I would lighten the mood. I would show on Friday. The first Friday. <laughs> Friday, I would show them that. And I, that would just, that would help people understand Black humor. You know, just one of the funniest movies ever to me. And it just show you uh, it, that movie just about a a day in the life of a normal black person. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. can relate to that movie. You know, that's 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 black. And uh, 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 I, I want to say, and uh, Menace, Menace of Society. I feel mm-hmm. like Menace of Society would show people because I like Boys in the Hood, but I'm more, I would go with Menace just because. I feel like Menace is just that story where just a just a kid in America like with not too many options he thinks mm-hmm. you know just a productive environment like Kane just growing up where he grew up with no parents and like he, he felt like those were his only choices you know mm-hmm. and I, I thought I, I, it's hard to break it down to three but I also get the three movies off the top of the head that I would just say Check out if you want to get to know if you want to understand us a
2: little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are good. Um for me. Oof, for me. Um, I'll probably start off with roots. Roots just to go all the way back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All the way back. Um second of all, I would I'd probably say black panther just because it's so you know it's so important, and especially like recent times as well. It's something that, that's that's very important to us. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, as well. Um, and the last one, you know, I'm I'm kind of edgy. I'm 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 kind of you know I'm 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 kind of edgy with it. So I'd probably go uh, Mac and Dev go to high school. That would probably really okay. That would probably be the last one for me
0: just to just to take off the
1: Back in damn to high school, okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you could have gone for how high. I'll just tell you that you could have gone for how high. I would think I would yeah, like how high.
2: Just to keep it, just to keep it. Yeah, how
0: high?
2: How how high?
0: Just to keep it. Yeah, that's the direction I would have gone to. But yeah. <laughs> as you hear guys it's been an amazing uh session <laughs> and show so guys check it out tell us what your top three is on our instagram and our social media pages uh jay can you tell us where to find you and your team
1: Hey man appreciate y'all for having me man definitely let's do this again um i'm jay sims if y'all listen to the show y'all know the supreme pie guy Uh Yes, sir. You can find me, you can find me on everything. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the Reason to Doubt Podcast. Reason mm-hmm. to Doubt Podcast. Reason to Doubt. Um, check us out, man. We're, it's a group of four friends. You know, we, we're really friends, genuine friends. We talk about everything that's going on in the world, but we'll try to give you light humor with it, you know, try to lighten your day up. But still getting on to the topics and, uh, Deep talks with four young black men that been through all different things, all different things, and walks of life. And I feel like all you do is gotta check us out. Go to the YouTube, subscribe, check us out. On reason to doubt. You won't. You be entertained. We have multiple things on there. We have a uh, talking dirty after dark with Mister James. Get you a laugh from that. <laughs> check that out. But uh, reason to doubt podcast we on uh follow us on instagram link in the bio for everything you need man shout out to my team shout out to joe jack fresh 60 dj steno and our shooter AE media shout out to young juice shout out to the whole reason doubt team appreciate y'all for having me pack of alphas this has been dope We're Gonna have y'all on reason doubt podcast also man we gotta continue these
3: conversations man salute to everything y'all got going on
0: Love it, love it, love it.
1: And that's us, and we're out.